0: I want to start tonight with um, adding a scripture to our list. Uh, Is Psalm 34, and uh, we're going to look at, start at verse one. But I'm continuing tonight on the subject of miracles. If you remember, we had a, a on Sunday. I talked about miracles. And uh, some of the laws of miracles, which is uh, for every miracle, there's a God side and a man side. Uh, I call it the command of faith, obeying the command of faith. Uh, I, I was prompted by the Holy Spirit this week sometime already uh, about that word obey. And, uh, you know, that has such a strong connotation to it to some people that they don't like it uh i don't have a problem with it myself but you if you would like a better word or a, something that's that's really more it's not like obey something blindly obey it whether you believe in it or not kind of thing but it's cooperate if you'll corop if you'll corop cooperate wow 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 praise the lord cooperate with the command of faith praise god um there there'll be a great benefit to it Uh, And I mentioned this, that there's no miracle that you've ever needed or will ever need that the seed for that miracle is not already existing in your life. And that seed can be a point of obedience in that sense. So the Lord will tell you to do something, to say something, to behave in a certain way, or to give something or sow a seed, whatever it is. But the seed for what you need is already there the greatest hindrance to miracles believe it or not it's not the devil it's not demons it's it's human reasoning is the greatest challenge because you know your brain will get in the way and you'll think dip in jordan 7 times what good would that do or some other of uh, some other thing but uh so anyway we've got those basic things down just kind of a tiny bit of review tonight and then I want to move on to some things that will help you with your faith. Uh, is anybody here believe in God for something beyond your own resources to bring it to pass? And, uh, hopefully we're always there. You know, you, you get to the place where, well, I don't need to believe God anymore. You might be dead. I don't know. Nobody's told you yet. <laughs> uh, but in this world, if we're going to make a difference, we're going to have to believe God for things that are outside of our, uh, just our resources to bring it to pass. Amen. Yeah. Sometimes it's a material need. Sometimes it's healing. Sometimes it's uh, courage or to uh, step out and do something that you haven't done before. So Psalm 34 says, I will bless the Lord most of the time. His praise shall usually be in my mouth. Is that what it says? My soul shall make her boast, and all I've done for the Lord, the religious shall hear thereof and be mad. Oh, magnify the problem with me, and let us discuss the details together. I sought the Lord, and he ignored me, and now I'm seeking deliverance from all my fears. Is that what it says? No, that's the way we act sometimes. you <laughs> glad it didn't say that. I will bless the Lord at all times. That's quite a challenge right there, isn't it? If we just stopped there, we'd be challenged. It's easy to bless the Lord when things are going well and everybody's happy and fat and happy, as we say. But when uh, when it's a tough time, when it's a trial uh it's a little more challenging to do it. And I think that's why David is saying, I will do it as an act of my will. I will bless the Lord. Uh his praise shall continually be in my mouth. So how many know that life is not always easy and things aren't always lollipops and daisies? Sometimes it uh things big uh sometimes things will will um, be tougher. You ever had one day tougher than another day? You ever have a period of your life that was harder than another period? So it says here, uh, so so our circumstances certainly change, but our praise should stay constant. We praise the Lord when we have money. We praise the Lord when it's run out. We praise the Lord when we have help. We praise the Lord when we're challenged. We praise the Lord when we're all giddy inside. And we praise the Lord when we're not so giddy. Amen. Giddy up. His praise shall continually continually be in my mouth. And that's something we have to all work on. I know for me anyway. Because sometimes I want to gripe and complain. Uh Does anybody else be like that? So it says, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. I'm going to boast in the Lord, not in me and my fantastic abilities. But in him, the humble shall hear thereof, and they'll be glad when when you're giving praise to the Lord. This is the part I want you to see, really, is verse 3, about miracles. And this is something you have to do to be a miracle person. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. Now, what does it mean to magnify? See, we use that word and it becomes a real religious-y, churchy word. Magnify. We'll sing a magnify song. What does it mean to magnify the Lord? Well, it means to make him bigger. A magnifying glass uh, will make what you're looking at bigger. If you're using it to read, it'll the letters will appear larger. If you're looking at a bug... <laughs> Or something, you can look at it and, and get all the, you know, uh, magnify it, and make it larger in your eyes. Hallelujah. Well, I was preaching this one time, as some smart aleck. But every now and then, they'll let a smart aleck slip through the door, and they'll have the nerve to challenge you on your preaching, and they'll say, "Well, you can't make God bigger. God's as big as He's ever going to be." And I'm saying, "Well, then you need to rip this page right out of your Bible, Mister Know It All." But certainly that's true. You don't make God bigger literally, but in your mind and in your eyes and in your heart, you're making God bigger to yourself. I gotta say that or some smart, that same person will write me a note on Facebook. The naysayer committee. Uh, just trying to pick at something, but, um, in your mind, and in your eyes, and in your heart, uh, you've, you've made God bigger than the problem. Because, folks, God is bigger than the problem. God's bigger than the lack. God's bigger than the failure. God's bigger than the name of the disease that the doctor said you have, or the condition. Can you say amen? God is greater. How many believe God's greater? God's bigger. Greater is he that's in the world. Than he that's in, uh, I mean, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen. God is greater. God is bigger. God is stronger. God has more ideas, and um, and so we're magnifying him. And David said, "Let's do it together. Let's make God bigger together." So if you come to the to me or a friend and say, "Man, I have really got an evil report here. I've got something that's really tough." So a tough situation we need to first thing we need to do is say, you know, let's before we talk any more about the problem and the details, let's make God bigger. Let's magnify him. Let's talk about how he created the heavens and the earth and all that's in them. You all know from that teaching I've done a lot in Acts three and four about the prayer that was prayed after uh the church was threatened in such a way. And. uh you, you'll remember that, um, they prayed that way. They said, Lord, you're, you're, uh, you know, how great God is and then how, how great Jesus and his sacrifice was. And then they, then they praised him. And then they finally, the last thing they mentioned, they said, Lord, behold their threatenings. Because if you make God big first, then the threat seems tiny. Is this helping anybody tonight? The threat seems tiny. And, boy, when you're sitting at a doctor's office or you're sitting in a lawyer's office or somewhere and they talk about all the problems with something, it, they can make it so big and scary and awful and the, no way anybody can overcome it. Isn't that the truth? But when, but let's magnify God. This is why folks need to come to church. This is why we need to have services. I tell you, If people would come, I'd be out here every night preaching. But they don't, so praise the Lord, you know. But... uh and they won't, but I would because i I love daily uh, the Bible talks about uh you know uh in the in the time of Jesus bible times they were in the early church they were in the temple daily praying daily praise daily hearing the word, and uh so we don't do it here in the church house, but you can make your own house, the church house. <laughs> Hallelujah. But there is something about coming together and doing something together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's exalt his name together, together. So there's, there's a, there's an argument against, well, I don't need to go to church. I can just sit at home and me and the Lord. Well, you and the Lord is not a Bible doctrine when it comes to that. The Lord Wants us to be a body, wants us to be a church. Amen. And so uh, I get a little irritated at the nonchalant people are leaving God today. They're making up their own Christianity like a buffet, you know, like a smorgasbord of, 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 I'll take some of that and some of that and that didn't agree with me and I'll have this. Well, that's fine. If you're eating off the buffet. But when it comes to the things of God, we need the whole counsel of God and we need to do it the Bible way if we want Bible results. Preach pastor. So I'm going to magnify. Let's just do that right now in the service. Let's, you know, whatever it is you need. I got things that I need God to do this year. That's beyond my resources to do them, but I'm believing that he's bigger. Then, then my, even my desire, even my faith, God's bigger than that. Hallelujah. Woo! God's bigger. If you've got a health problem, make God bigger. If you've got a financial challenge, make God bigger. God's bigger than that. God's bigger. And we're exalting His name. Well, you know, they said that I'm one of nine people in America that's ever had this. All right, well, why don't you just wear a sash that says that, and we'll exalt that. I want to exalt Jesus. Exalt his healing power. Lift Jesus higher. Lift him up for the world to see. Jesus is bigger than cancer. Jesus is bigger. God is bigger. Than financial failure. He's bigger than mental illness or some other challenge. Hallelujah. So I love that about if we're going to talk about miracles, let's make God huge in our own hearts and minds. Amen. Now I'll turn to Jeremiah. We'll keep moving on here tonight. Jeremiah 32. And uh, verse 17, please. And uh, here's a, a prayer from Jeremiah or a prophecy. And then you're going to have an answer later on in the chapter. We're going to have an answer from God back to Jeremiah. So here's his prayer in verse 17. Ah, oh Lord God, behold... Thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power. Now, you think, just stop right there and think, if he's got the ability to do that, don't you think he can fix your thing? Your deal? Our Lord God, behold, thou hast made heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Every now and then somebody will pop up that they, they act like they've won the publishing clearinghouse sweepstakes, publishers, you know, uh, like they found the pro, they're almost giddy about it. I've got the problem too big for God, you know. Uh, or you'll say, well, let's just make God, better. now pastor, though I want you to know this is serious. Well, who's, Yeah, but it's not as serious as how big God is. As if we don't need any of your religious platitudes. We just want you to sit in the sackcloth and ashes with us. Somebody said, uh, you know, they used to say years ago, folks would get, they'd come to a word of faith church and they'd get mad and leave. They said, they don't even act like they care over there. I finally got so tired of hearing that. I said, well, to be honest, we don't care. Because what we do is we take the care and cast it on the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean we're not concerned. Doesn't mean we don't love. Doesn't mean we don't weep with those that weep and rejoice with those that rejoice. But there is just no reason for Christians to mope around. Well, we just don't know what to do. It just doesn't seem to be an answer anyway, anywhere, anyhow, I don't know. I'm from the Eeyore Sunday School class. Eeyore the donkey, everything's a dark cloud over his head. Everywhere he goes it rains, you know. Debbie Downer. Oh, well, I was in that class, but then I joined Debbie Downer's class. You ever met a Debbie Downer? I love that. That was a skit from Saturday Night Live. And they had this girl, you know, Debbie Downer. Everything was, they everybody would say, wow, it's a beautiful day, isn't it? And then Debbie Downer would go, yeah, but you never know when a bad storm could come up and just ruin the whole thing. You know, you ever been around somebody like that? They always feel obligated to bring up the negative of what could go wrong. And then they would play this little song. and They'd go wah, 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 you know. Debbie Downer just put a wet blanket on their enthusiasm. (laughs) Well, we don't need to be Eeyore the Donkey or Debbie Downer. We need to we need to rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Amen. And we need and 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 look at look at his beautiful prayer. Oh, Lord God. I love the awe part. Like it's like he's saying, Oh, wow. Wow, God, you are so amazing. You know, our Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power. See, we need to hear that. We need to hear this majesty of God. uh, Always. I mean, I, I know we sing the little songs. I'm a friend of God. God's my friend. And we play dominoes together. That's cute. And that's fine. But there's a majestic, powerful kingly, royalty, ruling and reigning authority side of God that we need to remember. I'm going to do a gratuitous slap right now. Because, you know, some of these so-called seeker churches, the, everything is like that. Yeah, man, I hang with God. He hangs with me. We're so cool. Well, uh I get that. He is... He is, uh, Abba Father. He is Daddy Father. I get that. Amen. He's your friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. I get that. But you know what? That's only one facet. And we, when we're in trouble, we need God to be the ruler of the universe. We need God to be almighty, all powerful, all knowing, all judging. <sighs> Preach, Pastor. So, you know, some some of these churches are too cool for words. You you know, you you gotta you gotta snap your finger and you gotta be Sammy Davis Jr. in the pulpit, or you you know you you're not cool. I look more like Believe It The Beaver or something. Huh? God help us. Um, look at, and then this last part, which I've repeated nine times now, but anyway, there is nothing, 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 nothing too hard for you. And that's his prayer, and he's praising God with this. Do you like that? And then he continues. You show loving kindness unto thousands, and recompensest, but I bet it's been a while since you said that word, (laughs) the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them, the great, the mighty God. The Lord of hosts is his name. Does this help your faith to talk about God in these ways? We need to talk about this is when we pray, this is who we're praying to. Not Lord, I don't want to bother you. But uh, if you don't mind, you know, just flick a blessing at me off the desk of heaven. Like a green pea flying into your eye. Cause I don't want to bother you. Well, this doesn't sound like a want to bother you prayer. He's extolling the virtues of his father. The great, the mighty God, the Lord of hosts is his name. Great in count. How many here need wisdom and counsel? And you wish sometimes you wish you had a phone number you could call and say, I'm about to do this thing, is this wise? I'm about to make this step, is this wise? You, you, we need counsel, and sometimes the only place it will come from is the Holy Spirit. And mighty in work, for thine eyes are open unto the ways of the sons of men, to give everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. And then he talks about signs and wonders and bringing forth the people out of Egypt. And he goes on and on in this great prayer. And then look at verse 26. Then came the word of the Lord unto Jeremiah, saying. Look at that. So, Jeremiah prayed this magnificent prayer, and then God speaks back to Jeremiah this magnificent response. Woo! Isn't it wonderful when it's like that? You talk to God, and He talks to you. Prayer's a two-way street. It's not just chanting. That's why we don't use rosary beads or something. I mean, I'm not really totally against them. You know, you can just say the same prayer over and over. But the thing is, it's, it's, it's not what God needs is your ability to chant something at him that you've memorized. The idea is a two-way, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dialogue. It's, it's two, two-way communication. So I need to hear from God. And you need to fold your arms and stare at him. What kind of conversation is that? How about you talk a little, and then he talks a little. And if you don't hear from him directly, get the Bible out, and you can hear from him from the Word. Well, I don't know. I just don't ever hear God. i bet you your Bible has no markings in it. You're one of those people. Because it tells you you're not reading the Word. say, so, well, my Bible's holy, Grandma gave it to me, and you know, well, okay. Well, then, like Brother Hagan said, put that on the coffee table on a doily and get you one you can mark. Go to the thrift shop and buy one with the covers torn off. And that way you won't feel so bad marking it. Amen. Because mine's, I got yellow. I know one preacher, his wife was making fun of him. He'd gone through and every scripture had a mark, had a mark on it, which is the same as no, having no mark. He just changed the color of the paper. He had yellow and pink and green and this was going to be some system. And she says, you're going to have to go back now and go back through and, and white out stuff that's important because it's all marked. But when you get to be a student of the word, that's the way your Bibles look. The worst thing in the world is to have the binding come loose. That's my favorite Bible. I had one entire section of the New Testament fall out one time. I don't know where it went. It's still missing in action. (laughs) Jeremiah, not in this Bible, but in another one. That was my favorite that I had used for years. Jeremiah 32, 17. See, now we got God's answer back. And he answered him. In the same way in which Jeremiah had prayed, he said, behold, I am the Lord. Like, I'm not a Lord. I am the Lord. Verse uh, 17. I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Yeah, we need, uh, 32. What did I say? 27, sorry. uh, Anyway, it's the same thing. (laughs) Except for Jeremiah said it originally, and now God's saying it back to him. Verse 27, right. All right, now let's look at, jump over to something that a lot of folks wouldn't necessarily connect, but I want you to see this. Uh, chapter 33, the next chapter, Jeremiah 33, and look at verse 3. And God's talking. Now, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to see. Oftentimes, in, in, in making decisions, doing things, even knowing how to pray or function, we need this right here. We need 33.3. 3. Fall unto me. And I will answer you. Don't you love it that he said, if you'll call me, I'll answer you. And show thee great and mighty things which you currently don't know. You see, we think we know everything. Well, we do know everything we know. <laughs> but how many believe there are some things we might not know yet? See, if you knew everything the Lord knew, life would be easier. But we don't know everything he knows. But we have access to it because we have access to him. And he said, basically, all you have to do is ask me. Ask me and I'll tell you what you don't know. Do you love that? I'll show you great and see again, we get all Pentecostal and charismatic and wacky over this, you know, like, whoo, he's going to show us great and mighty things. Ah, you know, and it says great and mighty things, which you don't know. Like, like sometimes we need to wait till the last phrase to start shouting and screaming because we're, we're missing the point. (laughs) Amen. So, uh, he says, you're going to, I'm going to show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Oh, I want to know those things. Don't you? I want to know the great and the mighty things that I don't know already. I don't know. I don't know. Once again, reason to go to church, reason to be a Christian, reason to read your Bible and listen to preaching. Amen. Amen. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of uh, stirred up tonight because I mean, I got I got people (laughs) in my life that say the most ridiculous things. You know, like like well, I don't really need. I mean, and they know what they know that my wife and I pastor. You know, well, I don't really need church. You know, I i i i you know i I know most of all the every everything's being preached anyway, and it's like no, you don't you the Lord just told you you don't know everything I'd rather let God be true and every man a liar you don't know it all, and if you say you know it all, we're gonna cast that out in the name of Jesus we'll get the We'll get the bucket and the throw up kit and get you delivered. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't ask. It was a, an era we lived through. The purge the demon meet. You think we have weird meetings. You just, you have no idea. Lord help. It's a miracle. Any of us serve God after some of, some of what we've, been through <laughs> I honestly went to one church where I found out this was out in Montana somewhere I went to a church one time I found out they were not only purging the demons out of people but they were putting them in shoe boxes and then taping them shut and filing them in the church in the church office with the name of the demon on there to keep them hot, held hostage. Like Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's a word of faith, church, there. That one, it really was. And I just said, oh my God, they've lost their ever-loving minds. Who's casting what out of who, you know? Uh, yeah, they had a demon, a file of demons, and unbelievable. He's gonna lock them up in a shoebox. I think a demon might be able to find his way out of a shoebox. A half, a cat with half sense and one eye could get out of a shoebox. That was one of my sponsors for one of my tent meetings scarlet that guy and then there's they then found out another church was doing things I can't even speak in public It's just so weird all right so uh that's the why I'm jaded today is just of all that mark nine twenty three Jesus said he' was talking about casting the devil out of this Man's son. Uh, But I love this just as a general verse without using the entire story. Jesus said to him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. That's a miracle verse right there. Now, we know that all things are possible with God, but here it goes a step further and Jesus says... It's possible to the believer. Does that help you? That blesses me. It's possible to the believer. Because, you know, we put miracles up here on such a pedestal that, you know, and, and put, you know, like dry ice around it so it smokes and looks, you know, very ethereal and difficult. But they should be as common to the believer as Breathing. Is to expect a miracle. Amen. And of course, Brother Roberts used that in his meetings his entire life, was expect a miracle. So, what are you expecting to happen? Well, we're expecting a miracle. Amen. Yeah. So, there's a scripture for you right there. All things are possible. To him that believeth. Amen. Now, one more, and then we'll, we'll close up here. Uh, look at Mark 10, 27. I got stirred up tonight. They were talking about this rich man being, he being, um, saved. And, uh, the difficulty and a lot of, a lot of teaching there, another hour that I don't have. But I want you to see what Jesus said. Um so yeah see it says right there somebody wealthy can't be saved that's not what the scripture says at all but uh let's look at verse uh 25 Jesus said it, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than uh for this for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God well, it makes it sound like only folks under a certain income level could be saved. But Jesus didn't say that. They were astonished out of their, out of measure saying among themselves, well then who can be saved? Right? Who, who, who then can be saved? Jesus looking upon them said, with men it is impossible. But with God, not with God, For with God, all things are possible. So right there, he said it's possible for everybody to be saved. Rich, poor, and indifferent. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Everybody can be saved. Because Jesus said that. Amen. But I want you to see that too. Just again, as a standalone, isolated scripture. Some of these scriptures are so strong that they could be applied to any context. How many believe this is one of those kind? It could be applied to any context. With men, this is impossible. But not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Well, now we want to be responsible people and we want to, you know, if you have the ability to do things right. You know, one thing that will help you stay out of trouble is listening to the Holy Spirit in the first place. So many of our troubles are from us just bullheadedly going ahead instead of listening to God if there's a hesitation or whatever. But sometimes life and circumstances present itself in a way that uh, only a miracle will fix it. Scarlett and I, we have a friend... Brother Jesse Rich pastors, well, doesn't really pastor, but he, he has, uh, some Bible studies. I guess he does pastor. He has a church in Hartford, Connecticut. And then he, so he, he preaches all over New England, uh, you, you know, primarily Massachusetts and Connecticut, but also some in New Hampshire and, uh, Vermont and, uh, just different places, Maine um and um a lot of them are home bible studies other meetings are in a hotel little hotel meeting room or wherever sometimes in a church wherever he can get to have a meeting well back uh in indiana he's from indiana muncie indiana he was uh, going to a pentecostal church there and back in uh, this is back in the uh 70s late 70s and uh, I'm going to tell you a story, just real quick. It's going to like blow your mind, okay? But we'll see how much folks really believe. And this this guy, um, my friend, his story, he's good for it. I'm telling you, it's a it's the real deal. But anyway, Brother Jesse said he was had a a guy he was working for that owned a little carpet and linoleum flooring uh, installation company. And, uh, so, you know, they had a little showroom. People go pick out their linoleum and their tile and those things. And back in those days, and, uh, they had a, they had a vinyl tile that a certain kind that, you know, when they stamp, it wasn't just an outside stamp, right? The, the die goes all the way to the bottom of the, of the material. So if you've got a pattern, You understand what I mean? You 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 cut that pattern, you'll see that color all the way through. So you can't make a mistake, is the point. You can't piece it together. You don't want a seam. You you want you know you want a continuous roll piece of of vinyl. He tells it better. How many know what I'm talking about? Linoleum or vinyl? You got this big sheet. Well, every now and then you would get a a thing that whatever reason the factory had a misprint or something and so you'd get something that was going off to the to the right or whatever and you can't use it well if you didn't cut the material if you didn't cut it before you laid it you could return it and get full credit for it if you cut it you own it well brother Jesse had this guy that he was witnessing to trying to get him into church and things and he's witnessing to him and the guy you know oh, I don't want to hear that about Jesus I don't need God maybe someday when I'm old I'll get saved kind of thing and uh, he kept preaching at him and then he'd listen to Brother Hagan cassette tapes you know had that going on a boom box while they're laying tile and that kind of thing well they got to the end and late one night and he said well here's the tile And if you cut it, the deal was if you're the installer and you cut it and you don't check it out first, you you buy it. You get it? It comes out of your paycheck. And uh, you hope to God your paycheck covers it. Otherwise, you're going to be in trouble. Lose your job. They needed this job, the two of them. So something like this, Brother Jesse said, he left the guy and he told him, Whatever you do, you know, just make sure you check it out. Yeah, yeah, Jesse, I got this. I've laid, you know, hundreds of these. This person's kitchen, and these particular people, they said were very meticulous about it. You know, people are different. They wanted it perfect. Long story short, the next morning, Jesse got to thinking about that. Got, got the thinking about that. Tile. No, I think it was that night. That after that night, he stopped by the house that they were going to lay this this vinyl to see what it looked like. Now, the people that buy in the house or whatever, they hadn't gone in to see it yet. Brother Jesse, I don't know, they went on vacation or whatever, was having this done. I forget what the story is, or it was a house they were selling, something. He goes over there, and he and and his buddy calls him and says. Jesse, we've got a major problem. He says, well, whatever it is, the Lord will take care of it. So he gets over there. And sure enough, you can see the piece is laid perfect, but the, <laughs> the print goes off every which direction. It's a misprint. It's a problem, but it's cut. And it's installed. And they don't have the money to fix it. And the guy's about to have a breakdown and he says, I got I got to get paid, man. You know, wife and baby, whatever, just, you know, hand to mouth. Anybody ever lived there before? You know, just got to, I got to have, I got to have this pay or I'm not going to survive. Well, anyway, they got to, I love this story. I love to hear Brother Jesse tell it. He says, they got to, guy was about freaking out and he says, I'm gonna ask God for a miracle. I'm, I command this vinyl to line up and be made right. Now I know that sounds nutty. I have 99.9% of faith movement friends that would say that's nutty. But I'd rather go with the miracle than, and be nutty than to just accept what the world says now you don't necessarily live this way uh, every day but every now and then there's a situation that you need an absolute miracle do you like this story so brother Jesse t- tells him tells the guy go home I'm gonna go home get some sleep don't say anything to anybody he said tomorrow it'll be it'll be straight he goes, It ain't no way, Jesse, this is going to just straighten out by itself. It's a mess, and you know it, and da-da-da. He said, just stop talking. He sent him home. The next morning, Jesse gets a phone call from his installer that did this horrible thing, and he says, he's crying on the phone. He says, why are you crying? He goes, I'm over here at the house in the kitchen. He says, you gotta come see this. You won't believe it. He drives over there. The guy's crying cause, cause he's, he's, he's suddenly got a fear of God. Suddenly there's a miracle that has changed this man's life. That's the beauty of the story, not the piece of vinyl. It's not about the vinyl. Don't focus on the vinyl. It's about God being a sign and a wonder to someone who's struggling in their faith. That's the point of the story. And believe it or not, that's the point of most miracles, is to be a witness to the glory of God. Ah! Jesse said, I drove over there, I got out of the van, I went in there, and I looked, and that pattern was perfect. God himself rearranged the pattern in a piece of Armstrong Company vinyl flooring. And he said, the homeowner nor the owner of the business knew anything about it. Isn't that beautiful? And that's the God we serve. Now, if he can do that, what can he do for you? If he can do that, he can pay off your house. If he can do that, he can get you something that you need or that you've been worrying over. This is the God we serve. Praise the Lord. Well, let's lift our hands and thank him. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Lord, we thank you for... Linoleum stories. We thank you for refrigerator stories. We thank you, Lord, for all kinds of things. I'm going to tell one more. Wait, one more little story is uh, Scarlet's daughter um, Victoria. She had her little car, and it would, it died, I guess, on her or something. She pulled <laughs> it into a shop. This is what about? A month ago. And they, can I tell this? They told her, they said, uh, your alternator is gone. And it's eaten up the, you know, that'll, you, you know, then you don't recharge the battery. And did Carl die? They said, uh, your alternator's dead. And she, um uh, said, okay. She said, I saw them. They put it up on the computer, you know, and everything. You can see that it is, is dying, is dead. Was going to cost, was it four hundred and something, what? $450 to replace it, fix it. She didn't have that. She's believing God, you know, and just trying to save money, work, save money for it. And so she took it back in. Was it yesterday or the day before? Yes. This sometime this week, Monday or Tuesday, took it back in. She said, I'm just going to get a second opinion. She just kind of felt. From the Lord, a second opinion, took it in there and the guy looked at her and said, we don't know what you're talking about. This alternator is working perfectly. And she said, I said, well, maybe they were trying to scam. I mean, sometimes I'm as spiritual as a bag of hammers. I said, well, you know, well, maybe, may, maybe, maybe they were trying to scam you. She said, she said, I don't believe that. I believe God. I believe God fixed my alternator. So she only had to pay $30 for the diagnostic (laughs) instead of the 400 and something she didn't have. So I believe God does stuff like that. God will heal your alternator (laughs) or whatever else. Amen. Let's praise him and thank him. For a miracle, signs and wonder, working God who does great and mighty things. In Jesus' name.